millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 619, The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. There. You know, it, I, I, start, I very seldom get those long titles right, but since it's a Godfather movie... Yeah, you don't mess it up. I'll make the effort. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you didn't say the Godfather, comma, coda. <laughs> well, yes, because that's not how language works. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm not Victor Borgia. I'm the Godfather. That's a that's Ooh, a deep cut, old timey comic reference for yeah. like three people that get it. But if you if you want, Google Victor Borgia. I think it's B O R G E. I think and uh, punctuation. And you will I don't. Be, I don't uh, know if Dan still listens or not, but that's just for him. Yeah, he would have gotten yeah. that. He would have. Yeah. <laughs> he would have. He would have tipped his fedora to that reference. <laughs> we'll see if he chimes in on the yeah. comments. Yeah. So uh, I guess let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us. While you're there, be sure and. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the page and join the group. The group is called the League of Show Sharers because we're hoping that maybe you'll share an episode. It's the simplest thing you can do to support us, and it doesn't cost you a dime. People who were kind enough to share an episode this week uh, include Jason Weesey, Librarian Cynthia, Tammy Sherman Powers, Chris Falls, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Sanders, Travis Tewitt, Ron Johnson, Chris Williams, Heather Sachs, Chris Magic Man, and then going over to the Twitterverse. Into the Twitterverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to get sued. Sony Strine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nerd Adonis, James from geek to me Radio, Nerd Revert, Rosa from Latinx Lens, Matt Neglia from Next Best Picture, 
uh, Invasion of the Remake, Mike Mike and Oscar, J.D. Duran from In Session Film, Reviews Beyond Time, The Movie Journey Podcast, Ryan Terry from Forza Crowd, Ronnie Castle, and Aaron White from Feel and Film. So thank you so much for sharing the show. We greatly appreciate it. And finally, if that's not enough helping of us and you just want to help us a little bit more, uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and uh, we appreciate it. So uh, anyway, there we go. Uh, Godfather Coda. One, two, three, go. I just watched Rocky five. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bold move, but all right. Like, I, I can't believe Did you get your Talia Shire movies mixed up? Yeah, right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's what I always called it, though. I, b- b- like, growing up, when I first saw the Godfather movies back in high school or whenever I discovered them, it was always like, the Godfather 3 was the one that I have seen the least amount of times, meaning one before this, mm-hmm. and still one of that cut. And I'm just like, I always called it the Rocky 5 of the Godfather movies. I'm like, I don't really care about the new person coming in and trying to whatever and all that. And I just have completely ignored it since then. And so this Which was is an reasonable. Interesting, interesting experience watching this new cut by Francis Ford Coppola after and, all these years. Well, and you know, interestingly enough, uh, since you mentioned Rocky 5, it came out the same year. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it came out. So Talia Shire was in two sequels, uh, two Best Picture winners. Yeah, in the same year. So that's so interesting. interesting. It's just a I, weird I, piece I, of thing that happened. Yeah, I can't believe they did it. Like, I, it f- that they made a third one, or that they did this re-edit. That they did this re-edit, and it's really good. So, um, that well, Coppola has been doing these re-edits for a while now. He's been going through and doing that. So, <laughs> Apocalypse Now, the two thousand yeah, edits which, of that. There's like five different cuts. Yeah, of that he movie. did the, the what Apocalypse Now, the final cut. He did uh, Redux or whatever. The, no, well, never Redux. So there was Apocalypse Now, then there's Redux, and then then he did the final cut, which I think is like he realized that maybe he went a little overboard with Redux. <laughs> maybe should have sure. been less ducks and more re. And, uh, <laughs> so he reduxed the reduxed. He reduxed the reduxed. And uh, <laughs> and so I believe it's longer than the first, but shorter than the redux, and it's, you know, tightened up a little bit. Um, I want to see the I want to see his recut of Dracula. But, yeah, Dracula. I don't think he did that one, but he did the <laughs> Outsiders. I think now you have the Outsiders, the complete novel, which is about 20 minutes longer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then he did um, the Cotton Club. He redid everything? Not everything. I, I mean, I think, Pe- I think he left alone Peggy Sue got married. But uh, <laughs> um, he's like, I can't fix this. It's a perfect movie. What are you going to do? I can't, you can't but, fix uh, it. But I have not seen the, the new version of The Cotton Club, but I've heard it's a market improvement, that it's hmm. really good. And I, from what, I, what I've read, that one of the problems with the original version of The Cotton Club was this, because for people that aren't familiar, The Cotton That's Club. That's the Richard Gere movie, right? Uh, Richard Gere, Gregory Hines. Yeah. And it's a Cotton Club was a very famous jazz club in Harlem. And it was a gangster movie, and so people thought like, "Oh, it's it's Coppola going back to the world of gangsters." But now it's the it's the it's the thirties, and it's in Harlem, and it was kind of following like the Harlem world, and like I I think was it the, the Irish mob maybe, and and uh and it was going to kind of toggle back and forth between those two worlds and show how they interconnect. And the studio was like, "We love this movie about Harlem. Could we have less of the black people though?" <laughs> and and uh and so. He had to cut a lot of those scenes, and it made the movie a little incomprehensible. And so, supposedly, the Cotton Club version is like a revelation hmm. I'll in, to give in that terms a of how much better it is. It was I found it on sale on Vudu. Couple, I didn't even know that he had done it. Like it totally snuck by me, and I was like, 
cotton cl- and I forget what it's called. It's got but it's got a name so you know it's different. And I was just like, um, and it was five bucks, and I was like, hmm. why not? Okay, so yeah, I've never seen either version. I remember you brought it up on the podcast a couple months ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think when we were talking about this, so. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's been doing that. So I think this is the last of them. He's saved the best for last, I guess. Yeah, and uh, or at least the most important in his ovoir. I think that's uh, true. And, yeah, and I also think this the is most the most necessary. Y- you know, well, if if he's gonna re-edit something, well, the Cotton is... Club really needed it. But this is necessary in terms of like it's part of well, one of the, the most, most important, important franchises, right? yes, in cinema exactly. history. So yeah, yes. um, so uh, yeah, so. I've always kind of been a somewhat a defender of this movie and by saying that it like I think its biggest sin is that it's not one of the greatest films of all time. You know, like the, the first sure, sure the first great. two are just like stunning achievements. I mean, they're of, perfect. Of Hollywood filmmaking. Yeah. It just yeah. fires on all cylinders and it and it and it and it works on that big Hollywood level, but it also works on you know, the director is auteur art house level. It mm-hmm. it does both without making concessions to either. And and uh and this third one didn't. <laughs> you know, it's but I never thought it was a bad movie. And I, 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 I just it wasn't as good as the first two clearly. And I think the like other... I just went back and watched the first one not that long ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast, but I you know, every once in a while I'll just watch that first The Godfather. Yeah. And I think I even messaged the group or something, but I'm just like, this movie's so damn good. Like yeah. that mm-hmm. first Godfather movie. I mean I love the second one. I, I, I think actually, the se- I like the second one more. I like actually. the second one better too. I love the Vito Corleone Robert yeah. De Niro stuff. But and like the first watched... one is the Hobbit and the next one is the Lord of the Rings, right? The, but but like, not by but not, not the movie Hobbit that we got, <laughs> right? Yeah, not the, the I'm talking about books, not movies. <laughs> no, yeah, right, right, right. you got to be careful because those <laughs> yeah. movies are sorry, you know, it's a fair piles point of crap. Of correction, yeah. But uh, but like, because the Hobbit is like it's it's a great story, but it's it's a much simpler story. And but when yes. you get to the Godfather two, like you almost need to be taking notes. It's yeah. there's a lot going on. In right, that. right. Two of the greatest actors uh, of all time to never be on screen, you know, like oh the, in the movie they were the on movie. screen, yeah, 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 yeah later, yeah. later. Yeah. But in yeah. that yeah. movie, it's well just when like, they when you're De Niro and Pacino, is you're talking you're, about yes, yeah, and and uh, but you know when in Heat they weren't going to be on, they were almost done filming, and they realized that oh we put these guys oh, no, in a movie we, and didn't put them on screen, we did it again, and so he went. <laughs> let me and, pull this script from let me pull the script show from a failed TV show and. <laughs> Have Isn't you ever funny seen? Though, with, yeah, yeah, it's so funny how with <laughs> basically the same exact script when you have just random actors and then two legendary actors saying the same thing. And in difference. fairness, and in fairness <laughs> to the random actors, like okay. they're both good working actors. They they make a living at it. They still do it to this day. Like they're both. Oh, and it's fine if you had not seen both of them together, you'd see that fine right. scene. You're but, like, fine. Like they're not bad. It's just. But if you've difference. ever <laughs> wanted a point by point comparison of what a difference in ac- <laughs> actors can make to a scene, especially because since the then the random guys did it first, they have no, you know, obviously no influence yeah, uh, they from Pacino De Niro. Like the, so, yeah. it's they they can't take anything from that mm-hmm. and just see how different. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it is a masterclass. It's yeah, it's easily it's, really it's cool. just th- this movie is all. I mean, it's it's the butt of every joke, right? Like yeah. it's 
you know, oh well, you know, it's, it's either the Cur- Legend of Curly's Gold or Godfather Three or Rocky Five. Yeah, like, I mean, just, this is what, the, yeah, this is the movie that, like I said, it's just the epitome uh, of jumping the shark. It's I, yeah, the it's, original cut. It's, it's the, his, uh, it's his biggest, probably is considered his biggest failure. As in, like, I mean, all relative from all, expectations yeah. versus what you exactly. Got. It's yeah. not. It, it's not crazy on the outside. It's not you know some of these terrible, terrible movies. But when you're talking about, oh, it's the the end of one of the greatest series of all time and you end up with that and you're just like <laughs> oh yikes and i will say the other <laughs> thing i think that was working against this film this film came out in july of 1990 coming out in like december of 1990 mm. good fellas and so oh, oh well yeah. now you've got a problem so like you know i mean i think the godfather is the better movie but boy not by much um, and you think Godfather three? No, no, no. Good... I think Godfather, oh, the first Godfather, the first oh. Godfather. But my point I is see. that like Goodfellas is like is like almost as good as the Godfather. Yeah, like, and there are there are <laughs> yeah. people that that think it's better than the Godfather, and it's not a fight I will have with them. Like that 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 is just an entirely subjective and valid opinion. You know, God, what they're mean? so different though. I mean, they are, I love, and that's I part of what both... makes it hard to. You know. Yeah, I love both of them, but they're just I would I don't even compare them. I'm just like yeah. the Godfather is like just royalty of cinema. Yeah. That's Goodfe- kind of and Goodfellas is so great. I just I don't really I don't know. It's weird. I never compare them. It is it, <laughs> the the characters in Goodfellas are like we've said very different, right? Like yeah. it, it's it's kind of hard to root for Joe Pesci. Right when he like well, yeah. when, like after he shoots Spider, you're like Argh. right, all right, you're you're definitely but. In the Godfather, well, yeah, yeah, you, Michael. You're rooting for Michael because he right? doesn't like, want to be. He part doesn't want to do it. Yeah, and he keeps. He's trying yeah. so hard. You know, he's got K, which mm-hmm. I think. I don't, man. It's something that is that must have been missing in the original cut. But like their relationship in this one, reminds me of the first one, right? Like they're they're definitely estranged. Like she is. She knows yeah, that, what he did to Fredo. All that's there in the first one. That's not one of the major changes. Yeah, that whole, all that scene when they go to Sicily and they're yeah yeah, yeah. nope that's all there. Except in, okay. the, in the original, the way it's structured, it brings the movie to a screeching halt. And in this one, this just felt like a natural progression. It it, it works. Yeah. Did they did they take? A lot of Sofia Coppola's stuff out of this movie. Not really. They, I mean, they, they tighten it up some. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I'm not gonna, you know, but but like they did not, like, com- you know, completely edit her out, and, and it just felt like she was much less of a focal point in the in the new cut than she was in the original cut. Yeah, like I felt I, like she was front and center in the original. And yeah, I been, kind of. I I mean I kind of wish they would take that whole thing out. It's so weird. I, I, the incest it's, thing it's is, so, is is weird. But you can you explain it? Can someone explain to me why that was a thing? Was it acceptable? Like I don't understand. What's well, not gross. acceptable, and that like that's why that that's why they're against it, right? Like, but they also don't well, they, make a big a deal out of it, no, right? Exactly. Like, that's her that, cousin. That's they, her first cousin. They make it's, way more of a deal out of how dangerous it is. They're like, they're like, they're like, it's not right, and it's super dangerous. It's yeah. not, but, the, you know, but they're, they're like, saying it's dangerous because that gives Andy Garcia's character a weakness, right. not because it's his cousin. Yes, they hard, they brush over <laughs> each part. One person is like, your cousins, or like, Michael's like, your first cousins, or whatever. Like, they say it one time, and everyone else yeah. is just like, oh, it's too dangerous, you know? And, well, and so I I'm think, just like, I think they also thought that, like, 
because he's a bastard child, maybe they could get away with it some. Like and like, and he wasn't so gross, and he it's, wasn't around. It would the be family. different if he was like a stepson. Yeah, if he was Sonny's like stepson. Oh, of maybe. course, yeah, of course. But be, yeah, like that's that is Sonny's son. Oh, but I so also wrong. but you you can't really remove it because it, it's it's integral it's integral to, to the plot. Like, I know right? because it's it's, just <laughs> because it's like and. Again, it's been a long time since I've seen the first one, but I, I felt like this one, it makes it more of like, it it put, plants a seed of doubt in your mind as to whether or not Vincent was um was really there into for her, him, or oh, yeah. he was, or was this a power play? Because he he kind of leverages this relationship with her, right? Like, well, he, the 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 Don, the other Don, uh, Don Altabello. Co- that, yes. Yeah. Who I forgot is the ugly from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, Eli Wallach. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Eli Wallach was the, the supposed epitome to be, of a spaghetti western. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Eli Wallach was supposed to be in From Here to Eternity, and he bailed because they didn't want to pay him enough money. And Frank Sinatra got the role. Well, I, I I tell you that to tell you this, Frank Sinatra, Johnny, Fant- Johnny Fontaine, Frank Sinatra. Well, no, no, no. Frank Sinatra was supposed to play Don Altobello, but they wouldn't pay him oh. enough money, and he passed, and Eli Wallach mm. got the role. That's so weird. It's a <laughs> Superman Returns X-Men 3 situation. Yeah, it's a nice little bookend. Uh, but so, I, you so, know, I just wish, like, I. but going back to the Cousins thing again, just real quick before we move no, on from totally. it. No, totally. This is the 90s, so it's not like this movie was made. I mean, it was made in the 90s, and, and I know that the movie is not set in the 90s, but it's just the way that they don't really put much focus on it, even to make a statement about it, or like the, <laughs> the way that, again, just one person says, your first Cousins, and everyone else is just like, it's dangerous. I just, I didn't understand if it were something in... And I'm not trying to be insulting, but I didn't understand if this in this Italian culture, like with the British monarchs or whatever, how they right. used to always keep in the bloodlines and all that stuff. I didn't understand if like maybe it was more acceptable or that no. time period. Okay. No. no. Well, okay. So all right. Uh I do have some of that further back in my bloodline. Uh in my like on my on my per uh what's the fraternal? Yeah. On my fraternal side, there is uh, some first cousin stuff, mm. but it's like generations back. Yeah. Uh, it's not <laughs> just yeah. for the record. I don't want my cousins or anything or relatives to hear right. this. It's but it's it's further back in the bloodline. Um, but but I guess when they when they keep telling him it's dangerous, I, I kind of took that as still a reference to them being cousins. Like what you're doing is dangerous. Like like it not only is it his is it, you know, the the Don's. Uh, daughter but like and it's like this relationship should not be a thing and in the under the best of circumstances so like adding this to the adding that to the equation is is makes it even more dangerous so like i yes i still heard to me i still heard that as a reference to the fact that that they were cousins you know? well i guess what in my mind and i think the way that joe read it too i just read it more like the it's dangerous because of they can get to you type thing because their reaction should have been like oh what the <laughs> f- <laughs> you know what i mean like the if you were saying cousins are gonna get are, are hooking up your reaction shouldn't be oh that's dangerous your reaction should be like what the f-? i mean the the way do that they, none of them are grossed out by it they're that just happens like <laughs> What's do that? they though? Like, do they ever imply that they actually hook up, or is it just yeah. like, 
Okay. Oh, oh my gosh! You think of I that mean, cooking that, scene fair. when I they forgot, went off? I they the, didn't... the no the noki the noki scene. Oh, and that's right. and it was so gross to watch because well, you're like... And, <laughs> but now is some of that because you're bringing a modern sensibility to it, and having seen the movie Labor Day, watching them cook <laughs> together is very oh, triggering for you. Obviously, Kevin. that was triggering my PTSD. I'll never forget that. But but anyway, it is, it is weird. Like she walks up, like the you know she walks into his restaurant or, or to his bar, and oh hey, like cause, they refer to cause, each other as cuz hey, cuz. And then yeah. they and they hook up. It's like, oh my god! I will say, from a from from an incest. Oh, standpoint, eight year old too. I have a lot of eight year old girlfriends. Yeah. Oh my god! What's yeah. wrong with this movie? <laughs> no, okay, sorry. Go on. From an incest standpoint, I will say that this is not an uncommon thing. In that family members who were were separated when they reconnect. Have romantic feelings for each other because you mentioned that before. Yeah, there's 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 some sort of like there's like an intense connection, and that if you if you don't kind of like reverse imprint on each other at a young age, if you reconnect as adults, you don't always know how to process that, and you kind of interpret it as romantic love when it's not and or shouldn't be. And like because you can have deep love for your family members because you care greatly about them, but but you don't want to put it in them. Right. That, right. Right. It just yeah. doesn't process like that. But you, you you're right. If you get it it makes sense that if you were to get that all at once, that some that you don't have that training and that experience. Yeah, like, there's something about like you know. being around each other a lot as little kids that kind of stops mm-hmm. that from occurring. And so, you know, now the movie doesn't really address that. I also don't know how, how much you'd want the movie to stop down to address that. Like, you know, I, like, well, it's not I, really no. what, it's not really the story we're here to see. <laughs> yeah, no, he I was just re- like, he just re-edited the movie to get rid of a bunch of crap. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I would just like the movie to get rid of that. But I, yeah. I, I just, they could have cared greatly about each other without the romantic part. Like they could have, but, but they, but that romantic part is what is, that's how he gets in. And it's what Vincent leverages sure. to, to become in line to be the, the, the next leader you're of the right. family, with, right? With because, the way that the story yeah, goes, be, you're right. It is because he's like, it, you know. and, it, and it plants that seed of doubt. I think this version does better, or maybe mm-hmm. I just picked up on it more, is that of that, like, wait, was he into her? Or was it like, I'll either marry into this family or they'll, you know, he I can use this as a bargaining chip. I'll leave her if you give me right. this other well, thing. See, well, he, also, he also they, used, they use it. <laughs> what? He uncle festered it. <laughs> That's that the plot of the Adams family, the movie Raul Julia. Think about yeah. it. No, Uncle Fester pretends to be long lost cousin, Uncle Fester, whatever, long lost brother, Uncle Fester, to get in with the family, and then they like either he really is, he or really somehow is. He, he morphs. Really is. He does like I was like that's so I can't remember, but I just remember it being like all of a sudden it's like he is Uncle Fester. <laughs> like, right. just, but um, but that's the, like I really wish they would have gone the route of him pretending to be a part of the family and then somehow finding out that he is still related that way they could have had the non-blood relation of uh is it marie what's her name uh Uh, mary mary Mary, yeah uh he could have the non-blood relation and he still could have got in under that guys and then uh could have found out oh he really is a corleone somehow like but more distant i don't know i'm just thinking there's well i mean to, uh, to to that point i mean i guess you could say that Sonny's mom or Sonny's Vincent's mom may have been um, promiscuous and she just realized that if I can if I say that Vincent is part of this family he could be taken care of but now we're writing the movie for him yeah but you're right Right. but that's right so if the mom isn't uh, by blood 
uh, no, Corleone. No, she's the bridesmaid from the first movie. Yeah, she's right. the bridesmaid that Sonny's nailing in the first right. the yeah. so, opening so scene of the first movie. So if she had a kid, then it would mm-hmm. be kind of like Sonny's adopt. You know what I mean? Like if it was under that guy's, like Joe said, that would have been perfect. So it's like, yeah, the married wife, the Corleone, has this kid, but it's not with Sonny's, but it still is kind of by marriage thing. Like yeah, right. Anyway, so we can move on. I just It's just such a main part of the plot and the story, like you mentioned. And I never really feel like it's addressed that much, and it skeeved me out every time I saw it. So <laughs> I'm just like, why isn't this a bigger plot point than the dangerous part? So I don't know. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, basically the, the plot is is that Michael, uh, after killing Fredo, has basically has lost his family. Like he he is he has become his father, um, almost to a T. I, see, I disagree. His fa- his his father he because he killed fredo he's worse than his father oh yeah his, yeah yeah his I father mean, like, never in business practices yeah his his father you know like him or hate him like he he had a certain code of ethics yeah that he right. that he played by and and michael broke that code in a big way and it's it's a a cross he bears for the, you know the correct re- the remainder of of the franchise right and it cost him his wife it cost him his son it didn't really cost him his daughter who is kind of i think she know I mean, she's know willfully she knows, but ignorant. she's she yes, like knows, exactly she she she's aware of the story but she's choosing to believe that it's just bluster and rumors right and and because she asks vincent she and, has vincent and yeah. vincent and doesn't vincent denies it yeah he's like oh no no that's not true at all you know right um. So what he has done is he, I, they never really reference in the first two movies that Vito wanted to go legit, but Michael did. So Michael did what he had to do, uh, to ensure that the Corleone family and foundation is legitimate. Um, so like he is involved in casinos and he does all this like land developing and all this other things, uh, and he's very wealthy. So he has put together this plan to become the sole owner of like this immobiliary. Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to try to pronounce it. Yeah, this like European and you're conglomerate. Italian. I know. Yeah, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> it's different. Uh, well, that would make Euro- it more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, this European conglomerate of like real estate, and by doing this, like he would become one of the most wealthy. He goes completely legit. Yeah. The family's legit and his entire family for generations are set for life. And, but he wants out and that's not really a thing. Like all the other families are like, what we want a piece of this thing. Like, but he kind of does have them set up. Like if they, so when we get to that scene in the room where he says, you know, to the other families that, you know, you invested X amount of dollars, I'm out. I've sold all, I've sold everything off. Here's, what you invested plus more that's his solution definitely he's basically and paying them off he's like here's so much money that you don't get to complain about me leaving but that's 50 million dollars for you and whatever yeah Yeah. that's his solution but normally and why it's such a point of contention is it's just like they you don't usually get to just leave and walk away from that life no matter what level you're at you've made so many connections you've all done all this stuff for each other Right. So that as soon as he gets a new venture, they're like, we've worked together for years. We want a piece of this thing. And so it's very difficult for him, and it would be for anybody, to walk away from that life. But like you said, I mean, he doesn't want to be a part of that anymore. He wants it legitimate. And he knows that he 
is he's not the man that he was in the Godfather one and two. He just he doesn't have it in him to be that guy anymore. But you so. know, can I make a That's point? What he real tells quick? himself. Even, yeah. <laughs> even yeah, and even the thing is, if you walk away after a whole life of doing terrible things, and then do something legitimate. You're still bankrolling that with all the money of the illegitimate things you've done. So sure. it's not. I mean, yeah. Okay, let okay. me let me let me give you a one word counterpoint, Kennedy. Yeah, that's a that, mm-hmm. that's all you need. I, I mean, mean it, Joe Kennedy the, was a Michael story mirrors. Yeah, I mean JFK. This like, is yeah, but but my point is that Michael his hands are dirty. I'm not talking about just just your family, which is still a very similar point. But what I mean is that Michael is not a young man and he's done all this stuff for his entire life and built this fortune and grown this fortune and has blood on his hands. And then he just wants to wipe it all away. And he's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. legitimate. But he can write a check for $600 million with blood <laughs> yeah, money. Right. So I'm just saying that it's like, you don't necessarily get to do that and have a clean slate as much as he wants to atone and do this at his later years. But well, I think- well and, but he's always been trying to go legitimate right like he's all, like i mean from the minute he took over the family he's been trying to go legitimate that's what the right that's what right. the move to the casinos mm-hmm. was all about was like that's legal there so like we'll we'll go we'll go take our gambling racket to vegas where it's mm-hmm. allowed and and but then in order to get that he has to do so like that's yeah. he, it's i mean honestly it's it's kind of a walter white thing right like i'm gonna be i'm gonna go legit ju- just as soon as i commit this one last mm-hmm. crime Sure, and, that's exactly it. And he's but also he's he doesn't he's not really worried about himself, right? Like he's trying to set up his kids and his kids' kids. And, and that's again, he, that's what he tells himself. Sure, sure. That's yes, yeah. But is it you know? And and you know, I I find that Michael is one of the easiest characters to hate, but also one of the easiest ones to like in this entire series, right? Like you can enjoy Sonny. Just because he's bonkers and you're yeah. just like, ah, oh, it's he's fun to watch. But Michael has always been the one who's so conflicted. Uh, even in this one, where he's just like, I'm out. Like I can't. I'm I'm not doing this. And then Vincent comes in. And you're like, well, you might be out, but I can do this. Well, we know where he came from, and right. he is a very relatable character, not wanting anything to do with the family business and and getting pulled in the way he does. And having followed him in this journey, has he done terrible things? Yes, but we also know his circumstances, and so that's why I think he's a likable character. That it's I, like, do you, I, do you think he's? I think he's more likable than Henry Hill. Um, yeah, or more I, understandable, I guess. I would agree with that. Like he's not yeah. like his like Henry Hill. Like had a had a the whole opening line of that movie is my entire life all i wanted to be was a gangster yeah and he's got like this kind of crazy mean streak about him yeah. that 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 michael doesn't right you know like, right and you don't you never see that version of michael like even until the party scene in two right when he does the you know the the pretty much sentences fredo to, to die but even then he's got a reason like you might not totally you, totally totally you, know, you were like henry hill would sometimes just do crazy mean things to do crazy mean things like yeah um or support them where Michael wasn't like that. Like, you know, you, you know, might say, oh, you shouldn't have killed Fredo. But like, but Fredo also put that in motion. He, he you know, Fredo the knows the world against... he's in. And, right. and he also kind of made those decisions, assuming that he was somewhat untouchable, at least to that regard, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of his last name. And whoops, he was to a point to a point. But it's something you, know? you push long enough and, you, you know. 
he kind of painted Michael into a corner. You he know? did. He did. So so yeah. So he makes this deal with the Vatican. The Vatican uh, has kind of screwed themselves, uh, getting in not really involved in in bed with bad investments. Uh, so you know, and this is based on are, a real scandal. The Vatican, I believe it. The, that there was a Vatican banking scandal, and uh, in the I think the late seventies, and the, so this is as is the the Pope stuff is based on okay. a real. There Interesting. Was a, there was a before Pope John Paul. There was another Pope who was only Pope for thirty days, and wow. and just they just found him dead. And there's always been lots mm. of rumors about like what. What was that really about? They're probably mostly conspiracy theories. I don't know enough to really speak. Some to of it. those are fun, though, but like, they can't be know. as long as you, you know you <laughs> you know don't and realize what they are. As long as you don't barge into the basement of a pizza parlor pizza with joint a, with a machine gun, but uh, or, or claim some random dude at a at an event is JFK Jr. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but so both this Vatican stuff is all kind of based in truth. So I kind of like the threading of of yeah. Of, of those those worlds, I also liked so in the in the original Godfather three, that that scene with the Vatican banker comes much later in the film. I thought it did, and and they move that to the front of the movie, and I think that is a a wonderful choice because, mm. like the in the in Godfather three, the all that Vatican stuff felt a little tacked on. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we need a plot to move this movie forward, where and. In this one, it opens with that, and it also kind of mirrors the opening scene of The Godfather. There's a lot of stuff. Well, in that's this what movie. this movie feels like. Yeah, it feels God, a lot. It feels like, like Michael one. is his father and yeah. doing the same. Yeah, they did that certainly on purpose, and uh, I thought that was a nice touch. And I'm with you 100. percent The the banking stuff, like to me, this time, like oh, that's the plot of the movie, and it's right. It's it's all throughout the film, and it sets it up. Whereas before, I'm sure I was just completely lost. I mean, where I'm like, what are we doing here? And, what the, yeah. and I feel like it sets up this him getting the this papal honor, the mm-hmm. big banquet scene that that follows it. It also kind of sets that up because now you see it juxtaposed against this this banking thing with the Vatican, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, part of the deal was yes, yeah, it all ties gets, together. He gets this award to to help legitimize him. And yeah, so, right. like, he basically bought an award from the Vatican. And so I don't know that that was really made clear in three or if it was even implied. Like, or, you know, like it was yeah. just it. Had a, I just I remember the, watching the first time just thinking, well, he donates a lot of money. And so they gave him one. Yeah. And then they come to him with this banking thing because they know that he knows business where now I see it as he, he structures the wheels. He structured this deal. And part of the deal is you're going to give me this award. So I look like a big deal. Yeah. And, right. And it so, made like, way more sense this time. It does. I, it makes I, it, way more I sense. I mean, I know it's been a while since I had seen the third one, but this felt like a new movie to me. Like it, it did. It, it really. I completely agree. It, without it, changing anything. Yeah. Like I, just moving, it, moving scenes around. Cause I'm yeah. just like, Oh, it, I interpreted it completely differently i yeah. i just it it felt like a it new flows m- way it does it does better. and and there's a there's a few weird things where like you can tell like you could tell the way it jumped around so quickly that you're like well that in wasn't the old cut or the new cut in the new cut there's a couple yeah. of times where it jumps from scene to scene location to location you're just like oh that's doesn't seem exactly natural but the way that the story flowed it was fine it just seemed a little bit like abrupt the way that they jumped like like when they're in the helicopter from 
oh, Italy sure. or whatever. It's something, the way it jumped, I'm just like, oh, wow, that was abrupt. But story-wise, it was fine. I mean, more than fine. I It really did feel like a cohesive story, mm-hmm. and it all tied together very well, and I understood a lot more of it. And, yeah, I it, it, this is a great retelling of this story it is which i think i think you know sometimes when directors get a hold and they want to do a a, you know an unrated director's cut or whatever it's just them not you know they you have to make compromises sometimes and sometimes the cut the the scene you want to leave in just really doesn't add anything to the movie it's just like oh okay it's just just a good scene right but this one like we said it's it's only what four minutes longer so it's not no it's like 20 25 minutes shorter is that right yeah well the reading when i i read about it um i actually got an article on screen ramp because i wanted to see the differences since it had been so long i thought it was a screen rant article but oh yeah um it says after roughly 363 picture edits the godfather coda has been slimmed down to a watch time of 158 minutes as opposed to the original which was 162 minutes so it's only four minutes different, but that doesn't mean they didn't take out 20 minutes and add 20 minutes of different footage. But runtime wise, they're saying it's only four minutes difference, technical length. Hmm. Well, either way, like it, it does feel. And this was written four days ago about the movie. I, so, I mean, I, I don't think pres- they're right. You don't think so? The, the movie. So this is Godfather three was two hours and was two hours and 50 minutes. And like. On Voodoo, it was two hours and thirty nine minutes, and that was with a you know four with or credits. five minute opening. Well, the credits would count in either one, but that was with a four or five minute intro from mm. Coppola. From Coppola, yeah. I mean, either then maybe that's what it was. Like I, I feel I, I felt like there was so much more of Sofia Coppola in the original cut, and she got trimmed out. Like her story's there. I got to tell you, I didn't. I thought the ending was going to be different. When I hear the title of this movie and they say they they tell you going in that the ending is different. Yeah. Um well, I was like, Oh, well geez. maybe the original title's kind of a bait and switch. Kinda though, but I'm yeah. like spoilers and then I watch the movie, I'm like, Oh, well, we don't actually ever see it, so I mean well I, I guess we can just get into it now. Is like the ending of the original one is Michael and Sicily looking very much like Marlon Brando, uh, sitting in a chair and it kind of zooms out. Uh, and he just kind of falls over, and that's how that that's how the original cut ends. Where in this one, he's same deal, sitting in a chair, but he doesn't fall over. But he just, he it just, just fades to black. Just bef- fades to black. He's living. He, I think he's has to live in old age with all of his sins and his regrets. That's exactly it. And so yeah. he is dead. It's the de- think, it's like, the death of him in a metaphorical manner. Right. Yes. Where you think yes. that it's going to be something I different, thought, like thought, he's going to get I gunned the down. Ending, yeah. I thought the ending on the steps was going yes. to be different. Right. That's what I mean. They, what I thought. They, it's kind of a bait and switch because you think they're going to uh-huh. change it, and the big change of the ending will be like him actually. Oh. We're gonna see I always him die. did. I I never liked how they how, the ending of the first one how, with him. You know, it was killing over. It was too. It was too cute by half. Yeah. You know, and it I was agree. like it was. You know, it was very similar to how uh, how Vito died, mm-hmm. um, except that he was by himself, and it uh, it also just felt tacked on because it, sure. you know it was like oh our story's over now let's move ahead 20 years cuz th- that scene's supposed to take place in 97 um and so and and then it was just like oh and he dies of a heart attack at the end like it just right. was like what are you kidding what? you know and 
and I think the movie was trying to have it both ways. Like I think it. You talking about the first one or the second one? The the first one, Godfather, the, 3, cut, the first yeah. version of Godfather Three. Um, I feel like it was trying to have it both ways in that this idea of he dies alone, he dies mm-hmm. unloved. All he can do is is think about all the bad things that have happened to him, or, or that he had brought upon himself rather, and and then also he dies. End of story. And, and right. And I think the problem was when it ends with him dying, one, it felt just very tacked on. But two, people walk away focusing on the death, not on him having to live this life of basically rejected by his loved ones. The only person who really was putting up with his with his BS was was Mary and she was dead. Right. And Kay didn't want him. And I'm sure that drove his son that drove away. It even further away. And. And so now, but I guess so. But but they open this whole door with Vincent, right? Like Vincent, who who comes, who's played by Andy Garcia. Who I mean, you can definitely tell. Like if this works, they we were. Can move this forward. is the direction. This was the future. we can move forward yeah. with him. Uh, and I and I think he's really. I've always liked Andy Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's an interesting mix of both. This the Vincent character is a really interesting mix of both Sonny and Michael. Mm-hmm. Like he's very much Sonny. Uh, about halfway through this movie, he's a, he and does then, a really good job of maturing because when he walks he does, in at the yeah. beginning of the movie at that party, and he in bites his Joey jacket, Zaza's ear, <laughs> yeah, and he's just this punk, and he always has that fiery temper, but he's just more of a punk. He's got, kid. he's got, well, he's got the temper of his father, like that's right. that's what Sonny, but, but that's he's not, Sonny was, but he's not, he's not, um, he doesn't carry himself even as professional you know what i mean like he just has this anger but it's like this unharnessed this kid like uh immature type of an anger and halfway through the movie and when you start seeing him in suits and the way he carries himself and he is becomes a part of the family business he's like a different person i love watching how his clothes mature as get better as he does (laughs) you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. each scene he looks a little bit more grown up but it it, it works i love that line when he walks in to the party and michael's like yeah thanks for dressing up he's like well they all told me if you told me that i was meeting him i would have worn something but i would have worn something you know mary's like nice jacket like they (laughs) all say they all say that stuff which is funny but the clothes really do work effectively and also it's a testament to andy garcia because he even looks like he looks so young when you first see him oh yeah his hair is kind of crazy like a kid and he he looks like an adult at the end of the movie he comports himself differently Mm -hmm. as the movie progresses yeah Yeah. and it's not makeup and it's not hairstyling it's the way that he acts yeah he really carries himself like a kid and then he carries himself like an adult and the change is very apparent and he does a great job of it uh and i was just surprised at the end of the movie when i was looking at him like oh yeah at the beginning he looked like a punk kid like right this is yeah. weird he looked he, like a hood yeah um, you know? so and, so i just it's yeah. interesting that we his story kind of parallels michael's except that he wants to be in this life mm-hmm. where michael didn't right so i mean michael kills a mob boss and He's has henry to hill Kinda, kinda, <laughs> you know? kinda, yeah, kinda. He but I mean, well, like I, Michael's he story in the first one is he kills that mob boss and the and the the cop, and he has to go to Sicily. In this one, Vincent kills a mob boss, doesn't go to Sicily, but he kills a mob boss dressed as a cop. I feel like right? this movie, even though it predates it, is kind of like you're seeing this generational shift in the same way that like Godfather One was a generational shift from like oh everybody's got vices. It's it's drinking and it's hookers and it's gambling and like, come on, who really cares? And then drugs came in and now what? I kind of feel like this is that generational shift from we're we're leaving the age of, of the Godfather and we're entering the age of the Sopranos. 
And, totally. I totally agree. And, and uh and in that, you know, they're still a big deal in their world, but their world is shrinking. Mm-hmm, and right. and, and uh and I kind of feel like like that's what Vincent represents. He's the the soprano vacation of the of the Godfather family. Well, we'll look at all the Dons. Look at the generation. They're, they're all old. And right. All, I mean, they're they're dead. Their death was expedited, <laughs> but but you could look at look at them all. They're all the same age. They're all like eighty, right? So yeah, clearly the younger generation is going to have to take over at this point, and they're going to have different ideas about how to do things. The business will change. You know, Michael. He makes these decisions and his family is just like, it was the right move. It's the right move, you know? And Michael's like, but it's not what I wanted. He has his he- his head set in a certain way. And, and he also is dealing with his own demons and he's trying to atone for his sins and all that stuff too. But it's just how it happens in real life and with at any generation. You know, the older generation has their ways and the new people come in with their ideas. So this is a huge shift where all those old dons are going to start being replaced sooner or later sooner and yeah, yeah and sooner. Case, find out. in this case it's sooner and uh yeah like joey joey zaza is yeah. um fat tony is the <laughs> is the youngest of all the dons right, yeah, right so it's, right, like, right, it's right. like all old people and fat tony so he is the beginning of that transition and he has a different way of doing things He's you want to know say, what, another interesting connection in this movie kind of similar to the frank sinatra eli wallach mm-hmm. thing yeah so uh, Al Pacino is in Glen Gary, Glen Ross, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The character that Al Pacino plays in the original play, that character was originally played by Joe Montana. How about that? <laughs> oh, look at that! See, but I, I, you know, I mean, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and I just whenever you hear Joe Montana oh. talk, yeah. yeah. In the Godfather Three, because I mean he's playing the gang, the gangster. Right. Character. I mean, this is why they gave him the role. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> right, it's just, right, right. It's just in my head. It's like, oh my god, it's so crazy to hear. And like, he's that also Tony. like that's that's the thing is like every okay. Look, we're just gonna say it. Sofia Coppola, not the best, but she's fantastic not filmmaker. Movie. She's not a fantastic filmmaker. Not a good actress. That scene when she's at breakfast or whatever with him at the table, Dad. I, I, oh yeah, my god it's real bad she i mean yeah and i'm not trying to yeah great filmmaker i'm not trying to rag but like i think we know why she got the role yeah <laughs> i mean yeah her dad's I think that's the director fair. dad's famous that's director fair. yeah yeah and, i don't uh, know what that's about because i i get why people think that at the same time like that's not who he cast it's originally right and and it's not it's no it was winona Ryder and and so like that would have been even weirder like that he, would have been really he wasn't weird. just trying to hand his daughter this role like he had cast other a- he had cast another actress and i think bridget fonda was real close to getting it and then they gave her the uh, the the Kelly what happened Hamilton to her role. i don't know i feel like she disappeared she's living off all that fonda money i guess i but, guess yeah um, that, that point blank money or yeah. point of no return money but uh and then like um uh, there was actually an actress that was that was up for it, Rebecca Schaefer, who was on a sitcom called My Sister Sam with Pam Dauber, was a hmm. big deal, and she was uh, famously uh, killed by a stalker. Oh, um, oh God. and she was, uh, and they passed a bunch of of anti stalking laws in California because of her, because of, her, because oh, of what wow. happened to her, and uh, but she was actually killed by a stalker the morning she was going to audition for this role. But she oh, was gosh. like the the like you she know, was like, it. She was like kind of the it girl. She was definitely having a moment. So I think there's a real good shot she would have 
she could have landed that role. But like, okay, so like, so maybe she got an audition because of her dad. Then let's just say, it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, just, I mean, obviously there's a familial clearly, relationship, and yes. it's not the only one, right? Talia Shire is is his uh, what sister in law, sister, sister, yeah. yeah, sister, yeah, and um, so I mean, it's, you don't see any Nicolas Cage in these movies, no, produced by. Not. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I thought that was that's funny. Different. The third one, it's like produced by Nicolas Cage. I'm like, I never knew he produced this movie. I wow. didn't either. I didn't. That snuck by me. Where is the he credits? At, so are right he... after the acting credits, it says produced by blah, blah, blah. And then the next scene and Nicolas Cage. I'm like, whoa. Where okay. is he? Where would he even be in his career at that point? I mean, he was it's making just some starting, big movies right? and then he gave some in money 19... to, to Uncle In 1990? Francis. I mean, he mm-hmm. getting going. Just, yeah, it would have been just after Raising Arizona. Because Arizona, Raising Arizona was like, 89, what, 89, right? 89, yeah. something like He's that. He's got some money at this point. And yeah, that's fine. That's fun. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it have she man that scene that you're right though that scene with the kitchen that table was, was like, oh, that man. was hard to watch. She's so I will say I scene. I find her easier to watch this time around, and I yes, think, and I think it's the benefit of 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 where the culture has landed, and okay. and I say that because I see her through the prism of a Kardashian. Or a Paris Hilton, interesting. In, in that you know, she's she's grown up in this world of privilege and money, and she and she doesn't really understand the, the the dirty stuff that had to happen for her to have this privilege. Oh, you and mean so, her naivete? Yeah, and she just kind of okay. floats above it all. And, I thought you meant the acting, and I'm like, how no, has time even, changed? Even, even the way she's even the way <laughs> but, she's acting. But even I the guess, way she could she's see... acting, if you if you if you view it through the prism of people like that. Like yeah. it's it's not it, it's it's not as off putting. I did not find her as off putting watching it this time as I did watching it originally. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I would it, agree it, with that. That's, I, mean, I never I never thought about that. But that's a good yeah. point. I mean, there's a lot of things better about this version. So even <laughs> even the you know things that weren't that great are certainly better in this version too. Yeah. I just it stood out. Just like I'm glad Joe mentioned it because I mean I don't want to rag on people and it's very early on her career, but I just if you were to if she was cast and didn't have the name Coppola, people would be like, "What? The what hell? are we doing? <laughs> Why did you cast in this?" You know what I mean? It just, yeah. I don't know. Um, but but I will say, like the cast in general mm-hmm. is is phenomenal. I like that guy that plays BJ, George Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah, the lawyer. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think he he has a look like he has that. I don't know how to explain it, but he has that like distinguished, and especially when he gave him the white hair and everything. Like he just well, has that. I, th- really... I think that's his hair. <laughs> was it at that age? Him. I don't. Well, yeah, it he, seemed I, like it was expedited, but I don't know. No, if he really... he's... Yeah, and did he he's... have? I think so. Yeah. Okay, I but he's been a lot of aged he... a little bit, you know. And yeah, he he um... was in a lot of a lot of he's been around for a long time he sure was, but he he's a good he's a really good actor and he just has this distinguished way and he the way he carries himself in the movie you know i i just i thought he was really good yeah i like the i, I like the scene when um this uh michael's son says i'm i'm done in law school like i'm going to mm-hmm. be this opera singer and i i think that scene between great the scene. three of them is just like and and that's the thing is i i think who who gets kind of the shaft in this in this big movie is Kate, right? Like it, it, she, she has to deal with, you know, her family has fallen apart. She she fell in love with this guy who, like, I do love the fact that their first date kind of is like they they're going to to 
Talia Shire's wedding. And mm. so she's like immediately thrown into this insane family. And now she's a part of like she. I think was it was part of this. Or was it, their, of it? Was, it was like a. Re- I think it was the first time they were meeting. It was. I thought it was like a redate. Like they had gone out before he went off to war, and then he oh, was maybe. back, and that that was why he took her. You know, that makes sense. I but thought. it feels like she she's being introduced to this massive, very uh, I don't want to say flamboyant, but like verbose family. Yeah. Plus, they're all criminals. Well, yeah. Like, think about that's... think about uh, you know you have a bad breakup or whatever you get divorced and it's like well you have kids you're always gonna be a part of each other's lives. Think about that, but with like the mob, <laughs> right. like yeah. you're you're gonna have to you're be a part di- of your ex your ex husband is the mob boss. The head, like, yeah, the, like tippy top guy. Think about trying to get out of that. <laughs> right, right, right. And and that's the thing about Michael though is where you where I feel like with Henry Hill you she doesn't get out. Yeah. Right. Like she delves further into like the, the drugs and stuff where mm-hmm. um, where Kate is just like, uh, I'm done. Like we're done here. And Scarface. he lets it happen. But he but he is OK with it. Like the scene when like in that same scene when he says where she basically says, you got to let him go. Yeah. And he and he listens to her. And there's a there's a moment where he respects her decision. He says, OK, yeah, I, like, I, I, I get it. I'll it's let a go. really good scene. And uh, also. Michael has to be able to relate. I mean, that's the sure. This is Michael when he was a kid and trying. This is Michael at the wedding. That's what they're trying. They're trying to bring him in at the wedding. That's the exact parallel. It's he's at this party at the wedding in the first one. This is Michael saying, "I you know I don't want any part of this business and all that." And so Michael has grown, and he's also trying to atone for the sins, like we said before. And I think he also, in terms of of letting the son go, like. Michael didn't want part of the family, but also, if you remember, the family were... Well, oh, they to, didn't want him there, did they? They wanted to keep him out, right? They were yeah. like, he was no, like, no, no, he's no. the only... You're the war one. hero. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the good kid. Like, mm-hmm. you go be the good kid. You stay over there and yeah, be a good kid. we got this over here. And, like, even when like when he was like, I'll go and, and shoot the dirty cop, and they're, they're laughing at him in that right. scene right they're just like oh look now you're a big tough guy like you're gonna <laughs> right, go and you're right, gonna right, shoot right. this cop like who are who who are and the only reason he can pull it off is because nobody would think that the good kid would would kill a cop you sure. know and but uh so you know so no i mean I, you know i gotta respectfully disagree like the family was like you That's go fair. be That's the fair. good kid you know yeah we'll take care of this over here yeah and then it was too late uh, and, and I just I, another scene that is very parallel to the first one is while uh, so it's in the is it the the baptism scene when Michael's in the first one when mm-hmm. Michael's son is being baptized and then they're starting to pick off all of the adversaries right so you've yeah. got like this Mo Green um, gets shot and right yeah. that's the, mm-hmm. so in this one it's very similar where. Mm-hmm. We're doing this big, big operatic scene with with the again with the sun front and center, and Vincent is picking off. That's a cool scene. To, to, oh, absolutely. To, th- yeah. That is, I mean, the highlight of this film. I think. I mean, and it all culminates after you watched it for two hours at this point, and you get to the opera, and there's an assassin, and they don't know what he looks like or who he is, and he's in the shadows, and they've got security roaming, and you know, I mean, it's the it's the the 
load you know it's the bomb ready to go off it's the mm-hmm. loaded gun it's um you're you're just on the edge of your seat waiting to see how it will play out and they're all unsuspecting there at the opera and they just keep cutting back and forth to the assassin and to the security taking and taking out the archbishop and, and taking yeah out, and it's yeah and then know, they the, cut the to all the, and... the all the people that have screwed them over he sends them all to go different ways like you just said and uh, yeah and it all culminates there at the climax of the film and it uh, it's an exciting scene and it's tension filled and I don't know how much it changed from the original, but I it thought does it, it. That plays almost exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't it, know that it changed at all. Okay, because mm-hmm. yeah. that's I mean, because that's a good. That's then it was probably the highlight of the of it originally too. But that was like wow, that's a great scene. It it's it's like a twenty minute scene. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. like it's not a quick little thing. It's like they go through this whole opera and you see all these different numbers and. You know, it really is complex. No, it's it's, in, it's insanely well done. Yeah. And then the the end of the movie kind of culminates uh, where the the assassin kind of gets away, but they they're they're leaving the theater, and there's a shootout on the steps, and Andy Garcia ends up shooting uh, the assassin. And just like the original cut, um, Mary Sofia Coppola is the one who gets shot in the gut, and she dies there on the steps. Uh, and this is the scene where, like, I so Michael, which is the scene I remember in the original, is he has had this battle with like diabetes and stuff. And he, you know, he, he goes into like a diabetic coma at one point in the movie. Um, and I was like, Oh, he's going to freak out and stroke and out die. and die right. here on the steps. Seems like okay. Was, yeah. Like that, that seems reasonable, but then they flashed to Sicily. I was like, no, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> and I this guess, mi- I guess works. the point is Francis Ford Coppola and Mario Puzo wanted to show that he has to live with all the things he's done. Like if he dies, he's just, dead if he dies he dies but you know he's he's he can't live with his sins he can't live with his regret and be punished for it and and all that he's stuck right like he's stuck in sicily he can't go home right like that's that's not an option for him anymore he's stuck in sicily uh his family like like tom said his family his remaining members of his family have disowned him with the exception of probably talia shire and vincent but you know those are you know i will say there's a scene that got cut when you mentioned uh Talia Shire, Connie. Yeah, there's a yeah. scene that got cut that um, that I thought would have been an interesting road to go down, and uh, in the first movie, but the in the first movie being the original Godfather three. Um, but when when Vincent kills Joey Zaza, mm-hmm. he does that because Connie told him to. Yes, and they cut that scene where Connie tells him. To kill Joe I, Zaza, yeah, they just because say he does that say he's like Connie gave me the, the go order. ahead. Yeah, do they do they, do they say it? So they so say later it, yeah. when they, so okay. when when Vincent sees Michael in the hospital, he's like, "Don't ever go, you know, don't ever go over my fucking head again." But he says and the family agreed. They all he's like know. Connie gave me the go ahead, and he points to the other guy like that he gave me the go ahead. But there is a scene in the original cut where she says, "You got to do this. Like yeah. this is this is bad." Yeah, like in this version, it plays more like. The family kind of met and like, well, he's incapacitated. What are we going to do? Where and the scene plays is like Connie's like, like basically making a play. Yeah. And this one, you only get the part where Connie's like, if anything happens to Michael, you know what to do. Get revenge. Like, but which is kind of what happens in the first. Like, that's why we end up where we end up with Michael in the first one. Mm. When he when his dad is. uh, Yeah. You know, shot at on the street, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of say that, you know, this isn't, this can't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I gotta tell you, like, I am, I got to the end of this movie and it was like, son of a B, 
I cannot believe they took one of the most uh, made fun of sequels, like reference where it's like, don't you don't want to end up like Godfather three, like the epitome of jumping the shark and make it the ending that that series should have had. Like I mean, it's, it's a perfect ending. Coppola's had 30 years to think about this <laughs> to get it right. <laughs> and certainly he's, he's been stewing over what could he do differently and what did he originally want to do and all that. Well, I mean, and there was a lot of studio interference. Like mm-hmm. they want, like, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, they wanted to call this Godfather Coda originally and, and the studio didn't, they wanted to call it Godfather three, um, which is funny because they, the studio didn't want to call Godfather Two Godfather Two, and Coppola insisted. And now that, that's the first major. <laughs> well, they're like, pic- make up your mind. Okay, that's the first <laughs> major motion picture to use sequel to use a number in the title, right? Yeah, really? and yeah. and uh, um, and now it's just you know kind of of course that's how it works, right? Right. And and on this one, he didn't want to do the three. He wanted to do a coda, and and they said no, and and uh, and so. They and I think they you know the the goal was they wanted to set up Andy Garcia as mm-hmm. the the leader of the family did and did I totally miss it because I was I was watching this on my computer and I did get a little distracted towards the end I'm not gonna lie but uh um did did they do they do we still get the scene where like you see that Andy Garcia's character is the yes. the leader of the family and they kiss his ring yes. and yeah. I totally mm-hmm. missed that he, okay they're they're. It's right, but I think it's right before they go to the opera. Gotcha. And and yeah, because they're in, in Italy, and he Vincent walks in. and He's like, "You're no longer." He's like, "You're a Corleone. Like you will from this day forth, you will be called Vincent." Corleone. I saw that, but there was this, there's another scene in the original where like you actually see other people like kissing his ring. Yes, like, it's, it's right, right, right after scene. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must got, just, like I think I think Connie kind of like ushers Michael out like a all... side door. Yeah. And then yeah. all of the all of his the people that were surrounding Vince at that point start calling him Don Corleone gotcha. and start okay. kissing his hand. At that um, point, Michael is just he's not in good health. He's stressed out about everything. He just can't make these decisions anymore and deal with yeah. it. It's just not going to work. And so he he gives over control to Vincent. And then yeah, they they leave, but the people are all gotcha. kissing his rings and all. And that. and I do love the appearance of a of Tom Hagen, Jr. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, oh man, because I love that character. That oh Tom yeah, he's Hagen great. Character is so good. Did uh did you see uh did you did you catch Martin Scorsese's mother? I no. <laughs> yeah, she's um when they're when the the scene where they're going back to the old neighborhood and and Vincent, oh, one of those old ladies is Martin one, the, Scorsese's. Oh, one of the old ladies because it's this because as soon as she started talking, I was like, that's because she played uh. Uh, she played. Uh, she played the mom. Joe Pesci's mom. And Joe Pesci's oh. mom and Goodfellas, yeah. like yeah. with the dog painting. Like, look was at this it one. The, yes. Was it the yeah. black eyebrows and the glasses that gave it away and the fast talking? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, <laughs> but no, she's got white hair. Yeah, and, I know. But I'm I was like, kidding. as soon as I saw it, I was like, I was like, is it, wait, is that? And, but I watched the credits. Sure enough, Cat Catherine. That's funny. Scorsese oh, you're a good movie. boy, Vincent. We need yeah. you here. Joey Zaza's <laughs> ruining the neighborhood. We're all scared to go out. But yeah, the studio was definitely wanting to set this up to. To continue in a perfect world with there's, with Andrew Garcia is the head of the family. There's a whole story there. I mean, there's they, there they is. set it up, and there's so much of a story to be told there. And it's this is to me. This is a TV show. Give oh me, yeah, it, do the series. Give me, the, give me yes. this as a TV show. Because what happens? Like a, I mean, clearly Vincent is distraught and and uh, over the the death of Mary and that whole situation. But it just ends there. It flashes forward to Michael. Michael is living out his old age in Italy, and you never I, it's, see. I think. I think so. There are books. Mm-hmm. There are. I think there's two extra books that Puzo did not write. 
Yeah, Michael Weingartner. Yeah, think, there's The Godfather that? Returns. And <laughs> then really there's another the Godfather one. Returns. It is absolutely, yeah. I own it. Yes, I do. Uh, and there's another one that that's like in the world of The Godfather, right? Like there's a Luca, There's a lot of Luca Brasi stories yeah, there, in there. So there's, there's Godfather Returns and there's Godfather's Revenge, both written go, by yeah. that Weingartner guy. Okay. And then Puzo wrote kind of a... a uh, a parallel sequel of sorts called the Sicilian, the Sicilian. Which, uh, right, t- right. which follows like what isn't it one of the bodyguards? It's that one pro- of the I think it's the bodyguard that, that protected we see Michael in this one. when he was in Sicily. Yes, and, played by Christopher Lambert in the movie. Yeah, but like, the movie didn't the movie get rid of any Godfather connections? There, I don't. I've never seen the Sicilian, but there I know oh, there's they, a movie of it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I wasn't. I wasn't kidding. He was literally played by Christopher Lambert, the most non-Italian guy they could get. Okay, they got Christopher Lambert to be the Sicilian. But there's an uncut director's version that just came out like a year ago mm. that maybe has more to it than that. Gotcha. Yeah, and then there's a there's a prequel book that came out about eight years ago called The Family Corleone, which and that's like Clemenza and all those guys, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's set in the Great Depression and just kind of the the rise of. Vito and Luca Brasi and, and but there's that. a whole story out there to be told about Vincent Corleone. Absolutely, we, we only see him as Vincent Corleone for the opera, and then at the end of the opera, you know, Mary dies. Flash forward to Michael being old in Italy, so we don't know how that affects Vincent. Wouldn't you love to have seen how Vincent deals with that situation and how can he carry on the business after he just? took over the business and- is done right like that's that's the whole thing is like the the deal is ratified they the corleone like foundation becomes the the majority shareholder in the mm-hmm. in that european land deal so like they're legit so like the the world of crime is kind of supposed to be yeah but vincent didn't take vincent didn't take over so that they could just yeah be vincent legit. didn't want to be legitimate yeah he wasn't yeah he took over the illegitimate <laughs> no totally totally Joey but, but the deal part. was done before michael died Right, before, but, like, but before Vincent, all that happened, Vincent was already going to take over the Joy Zaza totally. part and all that. So remember, because oh, Joy Zaza yes, out, yes, yes. and so someone they said that the other gangs are going to come in and control the drugs and all that stuff if if they don't get back in there. So that he was going to take over that part again for the Corleones, right? And, right, right. I got you. And so anyway, there's a whole story to be told about how does Vincent deal with Mary's death and deal with the family business and all that, uh, and and the remainder and who, what's the new generation, right? All those Dons are dead, and so who took over their turf? And I mean, there's so much story to be told there, and it's mm-hmm. a shame that I mean, I guess did this movie kill the chances of that happening? Probably. Yes. Well, uh, the, I have to the believe. fact that it ne- yeah. that it's been 30 years and we have. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen it i'm going to say yes yes it did i just don't i wasn't like you know old enough for the history i just didn't know yeah. like how the reception was handled and if there were plans and if they got cut short or you know it just they were setting it up and then nothing happened. they were so. certainly setting it up and and yeah. the, you know and i know that they were that they wanted you know originally to to do a godfather four that would mm-hmm. that would focus on vincent and okay. that was kind of the game plan is to kind of wipe the slate clean but mm-hmm. um but it it never came to fruition but they tried to make a sequel a godfather 3 for for years they were close to making a version with eddie murphy um oh but uh mm-hmm. where it was going to be i think they were going to deal with like with like black gangsters and there's a uh there's a very famous black gangster whose name is escaping me but uh but they but they were going to do a version with that and i know that mm-hmm. um kind of what fargo became right like fargo season 3 but that's set in like never the, saw it. 
the 30s, oh, it's isn't good. it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. But um but it might be that he might it, that might be a riff on that same uh, same original person, I don't know, but uh um and I know that like also the originally the plan with this movie was that Tom Hagen would be in it and that mm. and that uh, I believe Tom Hagen was going to end up being an informant and it was going to be kind of like <sighs> I don't like that. The moral like you know like it just got too much for him and like and kind of like who you know the he was going to be kind of the moral compass of the mm. movie and then they sent they sent i don't know if it was a screenplay or a treatment to duvall and and duvall was like wait 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 i'm the co-star of this movie but you're still paying <laughs> me the same amount of money you paid me for the second movie and <laughs> so i want more money and they said no and he's like well then go make it without me can I, said, okay. real quick to wrap all this up, can I uh, read you this really interesting article from 1990 about The Godfather 3? Sure. Yeah. So in the Los Angeles Times, uh, December 25th, 1990, opening day of The Godfather 3, uh, this article is by Nina J. Easton. And the title is Paramount's Epic Godfather 3 Struggle, the studio's Mancuso pushes the film to completion 18 Coppola scripts later, the $55 million sequel opens. So obviously there's a lot of trouble even getting this into production, and that's the studio interference and why we ended up with what we ended up with, of course. Uh, and here's here's a little bit of backstory about the casting. Uh, this wasn't always the cast or storyline for The Godfather 3, not even close. Before Coppola and author Mario Puzo got involved, Paramount commissioned 15 treatments and screenplays by at least nine writers. Even former Paramount chief Michael Eisner once tried his hand at writing a storyline. At various Yikes. times, <laughs> the movie was to star Sylvester Stallone, John Travolta, and Eddie Murphy, and Coppola wasn't the only director the studio considered. The names of Martin Scorsese, Richard Brooks, and Dan Curtis were all mentioned. The story's various backdrops included CIA plots, Colombian drug rings, and the Las Vegas casino scene. Even the original story that Coppola and Mario Puzo finished in the spring of 1989 changed markedly over the course of pre-production, production, and post-production. So interesting. I, could, honestly, yeah, I believe a 19, Stallone was Stallone and Stallone was supposed to play um, Vincent, and I could oh. see that and in that, 1990. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, Garcia's I mean, Stallone, so good, though. I mean, Stallone is the bastard son of of Sonny. Like, I totally see that. Absolutely, I think I could see Travolta working too. I think the problem was though is that Stallone wanted to direct, and oh. like, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Maybe I, I don't think he's got the chops mm. to direct a Godfather film. I think he could play Sonny. Have you seen or, or, or Sonny's son? I think you know, like I, I, I totally think he he could do that. My only concern though would have been in 1990, he might have been a little old. Yeah, you that's know. true. Do you remember the last doing? movie we saw that he directed? No. You don't remember? Starred, uh, you You quite enjoyed it, I believe. <laughs> Starred John Travolta? Oh, Staying Alive. Oh. <laughs> that's right. I was thinking last, like, guy. chronologically I was thinking, time. like, no, no, the last yeah, one we not saw Rocky that Balboa? he directed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, quarantine has messed us up so much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's one. got the chops. But I do think he's got the chops to act in a movie like this. I mean, he was great yeah. in Copland. Like when he, when when you put when him he in, dials in, yeah, like he's I, great in Rocky. Mm, it's yeah, especially those first two. I the, mean, the, uh, like yeah. th- three on becomes kind of a cartoon. Oh, Although you they, shut they, your mouth. They they. they <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. The Rocky Four is amazing. Is it? And it's a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> it is. A, it's a superhero movie. But uh, but I love it. But great. they bring it back down to earth in in six. Well, and look then at Creed. Creed. 
Yeah, he's pretty yeah, good. Creed Balboa I mean, and Creed Two. Yeah, yeah, I mean when Stone is not doing his Stallone thing and he's actually acting, I mean, yeah, right. he he can do it. But I don't. know. Andy Garcia is so good in this movie, and I will say, yeah, oh yeah. See, I, one of the reasons I disliked it and con- called it Rocky Five and all that was because I didn't like the Vincent character as much. And whatever they do in this one, I don't know why, but I liked Vincent better in this one. They give him more character. I just they give him yeah. more. He seemed like I, a better. Just the way that it flows. Yeah, he just seemed like a better character. So I didn't look up exactly what they changed with him, but the way that I interpreted it, and time may also be a factor in this, of course. But I don't know. I thought the Vincent character was much more loyal, uh, less of a hothead. I mean, he they show his hotheadedness, but he also does ha- make some very like loyal and. Uh, very good decisions for the family and I think proves himself worthy of being able to take over very dedicated I, to I think it's time honestly yeah. Kevin. I don't think they really changed too much about no. his performance or his story arc and okay. I I think I think it's time and then the and the movie surrounding it is better now and I, th- I think yeah. this this movie also benefits from reduced expectations I think yeah. mm-hmm. Godfather 3 has become such a punchline and punching bag that now you can w- walk in, and which is part of why they wanted to call it Coda in the first place. They wanted it to be like, this is an epilogue. This isn't uh, like a full grand story. And it, it is a smaller film. Um, it is. And I mean, and for a smaller film, it's a big film, but it's not as big as one and two and is mm-hmm. epic and grand. And so they, you know, they wanted to set expectations and the studio wouldn't do that. And I, I think the, the, the audience perception suffered because of that and i think now that with the benefit of the time of time and we have the benefit of knowing that like ultimately no amount of editing is ever going to make this as good as one and two but can it make it's it impossible but though. can it make it better than three and it and it and it does i think like if i was going to sit down and watch all three of these movies back to back i would end with coda not three well, that's, For sure. that's the problem is that, you know, when I discovered these films, I watched them one, two, and three. Right. And when I got to three, it was just like, what the hell is this? It didn't flow. <laughs> you know, it's nowhere nearly as good. It didn't, you know, my expectations were so high after, especially sure. coming off two. Yeah. That, it, you know, um, what we didn't, one thing we didn't mention was what about that scene when Tony sings the Godfather theme? I hated that. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't that like it. Just left like, out. You know, that was so like, I didn't, was that in the original? I don't remember. It was. That. Yeah. It's like, it was. In my, yeah. I'm like, cause he's singing. I go, that's familiar. And I go, wait a minute. He's singing the Godfather <laughs> theme. <laughs> yeah. Is that just yeah. like, it was a choice. Cutesy? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I, no, thank you. Yeah, no. That's so weird and meta. It's like, but the, it's the theme of the Godfather. He's like, this is my dad's favorite song. But then he, right. Oh, it's his own. Oh, it's his own theme his, song. <laughs> I'm singing his theme song. <laughs> and like, you know, if that if that song had existed in the first movie, it wouldn't have bothered me because then it's like, oh, oh it's this a is a line, song yeah. in the movie, and they kind sure. of built the score around it. That happens all the time. But to introduce a song version of the score three yes. pictures in, that's really weird. That's like it was, you know, like I love the monkeys, right? And the monkeys have a great you do? theme Wait, song. Hold on, but hold you, on. but you never see the monkeys sing the theme song. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. And it would be weird if you did. Yeah, no, I did. Like, I thought it was very odd because I didn't yeah. remember it, and then I'm like, what? Well, hold on, what? We're singing the theme song, okay? Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was yeah. very, that was very <laughs> jarring. Okay, so, we could have uh, saved so another couple yeah. minutes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. I think people loved it though because like there was yeah. a lot of complaints because when the soundtrack came out, that song wasn't on it, and people were upset about that. Mm. So some mm. people dug it. I, I don't know. That's. 
What you can do to each yeah, their own. But yeah, this do. is I think of uh, like I said, I never thought the Godfather three was awful, but I think this is a much better version of it. And if you've never seen the third one, I think you should see this version and pretend yes. that the other one never do Let never the other one be the curiosity of like what got cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're the. <laughs> I mean, they're, it's re-edited, but it's still probably ninety-five percent the same yeah. movie. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. watch three and then watch this. Like you're either going to watch the original theatrical version or watch this. You don't watch both because they're the same foot. You know, they're the same footage for the most part. Like this is a replacement for three, and it should go one two coda. Like that's yes. the intended. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Hold on. Oh crap! I just lost my train of thought with that. But it's the it, this is this is the way oh, you should watch it. Oh, like, I this is I enjoyed it. Um, again, this is only my second time with this story because I watched it the first time and that was enough. But um, it still felt very long to me. I enjoyed it, but this is a long movie. Like I was like, oh my god, there's forty minutes left when I was at two hours. Like it's not a short movie. See, I I I was surprised at how I felt it went by at a good Did clip. It? I watched it on my computer at work because I had things to do and yeah. and. Uh, and I was really uh, surprised by how focused it kept me on it, even though I was at work watching it on a computer. Yeah. So I yeah, could. that's that, but that, yeah. that's the thing is like it's I give me the Curly's Gold edit. What? <laughs> like, like the Curly's Gold, right? Like if, if they can if they can re-edit the Godfather three into a pretty good movie, maybe there's a cut of Curly's Gold out there. You don't that, like that? Uh, is no, I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> I like it just fine. I don't mind it. <laughs> so, but it, but I like this. These these are the kind of director's cuts I want to see. Yeah, like yeah. when when the movie is like a spider. If there's a if there's a director's cut of Spider Man three that exists, I think that could easily be fixed in editing. Absolutely. Well, what about the uh, remastered Batman v Superman that Snyder just announced? Are you excited for that? What? What did you just say? I guess with all his juice on the Snyder cut uh, coming out, he, there's now a going to be a remastered release of Batman v Superman. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. I'm, you also, am I gonna look? 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 Am I gonna watch the new Justice League? Duh. Of course. I you am. watch Suicide Squad. Of course you're going to watch. The, I did. I did watch that twice. Like you rewatched <laughs> that. So yeah. Of course you I are. did watch the director. I will kind of tell that. Snyder the same thing I to- tell my children. And the same thing I told George Lucas: stop pecking at it; it'll never heal. <laughs> yep. Leave it alone. So, uh, anyway, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash Real spoilers while you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out, and we greatly appreciate it. So, uh, no idea what we're doing next week, but uh, as always, we will find something. So, uh, stay tuned. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we all.